everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are jumping back into the book of Exodus. So if you just finished the Holy Week plan and you're joining us for the first time, Welcome. Join the Journey is a daily Bible reading plan from Watermark Community Church, home of The Porch, and many other incredible ministries here in Dallas, Texas. And every day, Monday through Friday, we're reading about one chapter of the Bible together on the website, jointhejourney.com. You can find a devotional, the reading plan, and some good discussion or reflection questions. But regardless of how you're joining, we'll be here every day on the podcast, tracking along with you, helping unpack the most challenging verses, important themes, and more. Typically, we'll run about 10 minutes or less, but today will be a little longer as we get back into the swing of things. And today, we're reading Exodus 26, a chapter in which we get a lot of details and descriptions of the tabernacle, but honestly, today's chapter, it's a perfect example of why the Old Testament gets a bad rap for being irrelevant, hard to understand, and lengthy. So I'm going to challenge us. Let's set aside those preconceived notions and grow our understanding of and appreciation for the tabernacle in the Old Testament. I want us to think about it like this. If you've ever been to a camping section at a sporting goods store or an REI or Bass Pro Shops, you'll notice that just about everything in the camping section is collapsible and portable. There are water bottles that fold up and then gain back their shape when filled. There are sleeping bags that can somehow be packed into the tiniest drawstring bags and tents that sleep six and weigh next to nothing. These portable and incredibly light items can be an excellent source of provision in dire situations or in remote locations. So if you found yourself in the middle of a desert or in a forest without the necessary camping gear, you'd definitely be in a tough spot, especially if you never did Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, respectively. Personally, I'm a Girl Scouts dropout. I only made it to brownies, which is like first grade Girl Scouts, so I'd be doomed. And you'd be in an extra tough spot if it started to rain and you didn't have a tent, a portable home stocked with all the necessary supplies needed to stay warm, dry, and a flashlight, like to see when it's dark out. Similarly, the Israelites carried around the tabernacle, which was a portable tent, a portable home, in which the presence of God dwelled as they navigated the wilderness. Just as camping supplies are necessary when you're navigating new terrain, so too was the tabernacle when God's people were traveling to their new home, as God was their guide. So what is the tabernacle, and why is it significant? Ultimately, the Hebrew word for tabernacle means dwelling place. But in practice, the tabernacle was a movable and ultimately a temporary place of worship. God's people, the Israelites, they built it according to God's specific instructions, which we get a good glimpse of in today's reading assignment. And this movable place of worship was used while the Israelites wandered in the desert up until Solomon, King David's son, built the temple. I like to say the temple was extreme makeover home edition on the tabernacle because the tabernacle was more like a tent, whereas the temple was a structure, was the upgrade. So what exactly did this initial tent, this movable place of worship, look like? Well, in general, the overall shape of the tabernacle was traditional of structures during Moses' day. But that really means nothing to us because if you're like me, I don't know what quote-unquote traditional structures looked like when Moses walked the earth. So if you've got a piece of paper, I want you to trace your phone. Hang with me, but lay it sideways, horizontal, and draw a rectangle. And in doing so, 
We're drawing a, a map, essentially, of the tabernacle, and you just drew the walls of the outer court. Then draw a smaller rectangle inside the one you just drew, but don't center it. Draw it more toward the left side. Make it smaller, but not tiny, maybe the size of two pink erasers from school. And in drawing this smaller rectangle, you just drew the inner court of the tabernacle. If you're driving and listening and can't draw, just envision it with me. Big rectangle represents the walls of the outer court, smaller inner rectangle, the inner court. And our last step is to draw a line that divides the inner court in half. And here's the trick. Don't make it a perfectly even split. Make the right side bigger than the left. Everything in this rectangle, in this, in this whole drawing really, is tighter on the left and loosest on the right. The smallest, most inner section of that inner rectangle is the holy of holies. Believe it or not, if I, if I just gave you good instructions, you just drew a very basic map of the tabernacle, the Holy of Holies, the inner court, and the outer court. But this map definitely isn't out to scale. So as we think about how big this structure was, I want you to envision this with me. So the outer court, remember, that's when you traced your phone, would have been around 75 feet wide. That's two telephone poles. While my iPhone is maybe six inches long, the tabernacle's outer court would have been as long as Cinderella's castle in Disney World is tall, which is about 150 feet. So the outer court, the big rectangle, was 75 feet wide and 150 feet long. But remember, this was a portable place of worship, and it's huge, a portable place of worship. So the walls, they weren't made of brick or stone or clay. The walls were made up of linen curtains hung by bronze hooks that latched onto a series of pillars. I like to think of the court walls as a really um, bougie shower curtain, gold hooks at the top, and a heavy linen sheet hanging down. Now, arguably, though, the most important part of the tabernacle is that inner area, the smaller rectangle you drew inside your phone, the one that's off-center and more toward the left. That one makes up the inner court in the, holies of, in the Holy of Holies. And we read about some of what made it unique in today's chapter, Exodus 26. If you've been on the internet in the last 10 years, you've probably heard of Chip and Joe or their TV show Fixer Upper. They really popularized this thing called shiplap, where you put wooden boards all over the wall. Here's the thing. The tabernacle makes shiplap look like absolute garbage because the sides and back of this intersection of the tabernacle were made of gold-covered acacia boards. Acacia is a special type of wood. You can Google it if you want to know what it looked like. But the boards were covered in gold. So all you need to know is that this movable place of worship had walls— kind of like shiplap, that were made of gold-covered boards. But remember, it was movable. This wasn't a permanent home. So these boards, they kind of acted like ancient Near East golden Lincoln logs because they latched together. One piece might have a notch and the other might have a peg. They'd fit together like Legos or a puzzle. So all this to say, the outer walls, which were pretty huge, consisted of the fancy linen shower curtain type thing, and part of the inner walls were made of gold-covered shiplap or Lincoln Log boards. I don't simplify them to be irreverent, but I'm, I'm trying to give you these mental pictures so that you can start to envision it, to put yourself there. In the middle section with the golden shiplap boards, uh, in that section on your drawing, had you had you draw a line dividing dividing it into two parts, a bigger side and a smaller side. You're dividing the inner court, the bigger side, from the Holy of Holies, the smaller side. 
And that line dividing the two represents a veil, another fancy shower curtain-esque type of dividing wall. This veil separated the Holy of Holies, where God's presence literally dwelled, from the inner court. And there was a lot of items that went into these spaces, but we'll talk about those in a later episode. An article from Got Questions says the exact shape of this inner sanctuary is unclear. It may have been a room with a slant-sided cover or roof, somewhat like a rainfly, like you could get at a camping store today. But we do know it was covered in layers. Layer number one, fine linen. Two, a fabric made of goat's hair. Three, a covering of ram skin. And four, a final layer of an undetermined waterproof hide. So the linen that covered the entire tent, the panels of linen connected by latching loops into gold clasps, that's our shower curtain, And the curtain of goat's hair was also connected with these bronze clasps that hung over the sides and back of the structure. So to kind of contextualize this for you, that's what we read about today in verse 7, which reads, Next, make tapestries of goat hair for a tent that will cover the dwelling. Make 11 panels of these tapestries. So all of these descriptions that we're reading about in Exodus 26 help describe everything that went into building this movable place of worship. And regardless of all the details, the purpose of the tabernacle of Moses was to provide a place where the people could properly worship God. Once a year, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies, the tiniest rectangle on your drawing, to make a special sacrifice. But at no other time was anyone to enter the Holy of Holies, as that's where the presence of God dwelt. When Jesus was crucified, the veil between the holy place, that inner court, and the holy of holies in the temple ripped from top to bottom. Just as Jesus fulfilled for all time the sacrificial requirements, he ushered us into the presence of God. The Got Questions article concludes. As we close, I want us to think about the significance of the tabernacle for us today. For starters, God designed it with great attention to detail in much specificity. It was his house where his holy and glorious presence resided. But today, God's spirit resides in us as believers, and we are all different. Intricate details and nuances make each of us unique, just as the parts of the tabernacle were unique and different and detailed. So too are we. In Ephesians 2, we read starting in verse 19. Ephesians 2. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Verse 21, in whom the whole structure being joined together like golden Lincoln logs, doesn't say that, I'm I'm adding that in, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Which is crazy because today, us, as believers, as the church, a group of people together, where God's presence resides in each of us individually, grows together into a holy temple of the Lord. Now, I know we're just in Exodus, so when you read temple in Ephesians 2, think upgraded tabernacle. Yes, it gets even more complex in its design. The picture of the tabernacle for us today in Exodus 26 is lengthy and detailed and so easy, if we're really honest, for our eyes to glaze over. But it's intended to teach us something important. The church today is made up of individuals with unique giftings and roles and life stages and ethnicities and personalities and stories. And it's beautiful. And God's spirit dwells in each of us. 
as we reflect on Exodus 26 and continue reading about the tabernacle and the priests and all the details in between, challenge us to go slow. Pay attention to God's intentionality. It's not always easy to do, but it's important. We serve a creative God who builds beautiful things for His glory. That's all we've got time for today. We're still running the social contest for a couple more weeks, so share this episode to social. Tag Watermark Church. Let us know how you're joining. We'll put the details in the description. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.